Faring Pharmaceuticals Incorporated would like for our today podcast listeners to know that during these unprecedented times, Faring Pharmaceuticals remains committed to supporting the ASRM community. The Reproductive Medicine and Maternal Health COVID-19 Resource Portal provides a single site with up-to-date resources concerning COVID-19 and its impact in reproductive medicine and maternal health. Global in scope, the Resource Center is designed to provide access to the latest guidelines and insights on a single platform, including patient support, webinars and podcasts, medical publications, and links to additional organization guidance and updates. Go to re.faring.com backslash COVID-19 for everything you need to know about COVID-19. Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I am Jeffrey Hayes. This week on June the 1st was the Global Day of Parents, a United Nations-supported day of recognition that provides an opportunity to appreciate all parents for their selfless commitment to children and their lifelong sacrifice towards nurturing this relationship. ASRM recognizes that the journey to being a parent can be difficult and painful, especially when dealing with infertility. And to contribute to the conversation of familial sacrifices and the reproductive journey, I've invited on the show today Jake Anderson, co-founder with his wife, Deborah, of the website Fertility IQ. Jake, thank you for being able to take time out to be on the show today. Oh, yeah. We're really honored to be uh, asked and included, and uh, we have a, a lot of respect for, um, for ASRM. So it's, it's, uh, it's exciting for us. Now you go into this in detail on the website, but for our listeners, could you tell them a little bit about how Fertility IQ came to be? Yeah. So, um, Deborah, my wife and I, we got married, I think for, you know, for our generation, pretty young, we thought that we would just waltz into the process of, of having our own kids. We came to realize it was, it was not going to be easy for us in so doing, we sort of emptied out our, our our nest egg, which was you know small at the time, but having it go to zero was not a pretty picture. The stress of the subject put a, our relationship uh, under a lot of duress. And for us, we just felt like we were thrashing in the process. The major issue we contended with is we felt like we were making sort of snap judgment, life-altering decisions with very little data uh, and very little perspective. And so that really is our objective, is to get people rigorous, uh, insightful, useful information as close to their fingertips as possible so that they're making decisions that, in hindsight, that they're not going to regret. And I was I was reading through through the uh, through the personal story on your website. How many cycles did you go through? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we probably did in total three retrievals, um, each very different with different results, uh, different experiences done at different places. And so for us, one of the things that was to some extent painful at the time, but productive in hindsight, was having done three such different cycles at such different places. It gave us a window into how different clinics, you know, sequence treatment, how they talk about treatment, how they talk about the trade-offs of the decisions. And so I think that that elucidated for us the variation and the breadth of perspective that, you know, if we had just gone to one place and just succeeded on the, the first retrieval, we, we might not have been privy to. Have you looked at ASRM member benefits lately? ASRM is consistently adding value for physicians and other professionals in the field of reproductive medicine. Boost your career with access to ASRM's cutting-edge journals, 
free continuing education credits, access to ASR and QBoost, discounts on the annual Congress, and so much more. To learn more about the benefits of ASRM membership, visit www.asrm.org. In looking over the website and reading through all of its wonderful content, I noticed the word fertility happens more than infertility. Was that a conscious choice because of the negative connotation that infertility can have? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We, um, you know, I think for the most part, the lens that we take and, and we call the site Fertility IQ, not Infertility IQ. No question, there are people that have fertility challenges and we don't want to pretend like that doesn't exist. At the same time, there are groups that, you know, we, we address and help where infertility itself is, is not the thing they're grappling with. People that are electively freezing their eggs, heretofore no evidence they have a fertility issue. People that are pursuing this individually or as part of a same-sex couple, you know, not necessarily any infertility challenge uh, traditionally defined. And so we've found that the term fertility is probably a better representative representation of who we're, we're helping. What will people in general and, and, and also professional providers alike find when they go to the website Fertility IQ? Yeah, you know, I think they're going to find two things. One hemisphere are courses and the other hemisphere would be assessments written by patients of their experience at various doctors and clinics. On the courses side, that's where 95% of our effort goes. That's where 95% of eyeballs go. People will find about 40 to 50 courses comprising uh, in total of about 300 lessons on various subjects, introductory courses on adoption, foster, IVF, IUI. Um, They'll find plenty of courses that relate to specific patient types. Patients have endometriosis, uh, male factor infertility, trans masculine, trans feminine, same sex, as well as by race and heritage. Um, We have quite a bit of work around diet, lifestyle, mental health. And then finally, a lot of really in the weeds courses as it pertains to fertility treatment. So PGTA, ICSI, day three, day five protocols, the type of thing that may not interest people on their first cycle, but in time may, may seem relevant. So those are our courses. And we, we build those with, with, you know, I think known experts in the field that publish, they, people will see our courses are video and written based. They'll see that we invite, I don't want to say controversy, but difference of opinions. I can think of most every subject in, in family building, there is credible opposing points of view. We don't shy away from that. We, we, in fact, you know, invite those experts to share their point of view, the corroborating data, so people can see the variance of perspectives. So that's courses. The, uh, the other thing that people will see is we have assessments of doctors and clinics. These are written by um, people that have been to that doctor or clinic. They invest about a half hour of time, you know, providing their perspective, uh, what they encountered, uh, how they were treated by the doctor, the nurse, the clinic, the billing department, any advice they give to others going. Most patients provide us a document, proves they were treated at the clinic, and then we hand read the assessments so that, you know, we're putting aside the ones that where the tone doesn't feel constructive. Um, and that, that really is the offering. The ASRM would like to invite you to save the dates for the ASRM 2021 Scientific Congress and Expo to be held October 17th through the 20th in Baltimore, Maryland. The 2021 Congress and Expo will kick off with the ASRM President's Gala, followed by three full days of live, in-person plenaries, symposia, interactive sessions, roundtables, and a robust exhibit hall. 
At the conclusion of the live Congress, on-demand offerings of select sessions will become available through the end of December 2021. Registration opens soon, so look for an email from us in your inbox. Has the pandemic changed any way that you approach the construction of, of the courses on the website? I mean, you know, it's it's unfortunate that, you know, the pandemic is now always the elephant in the room when we when we have to discuss things. So I'm just curious. Yeah, the pandemic's transformed our business in a lot of ways. And at the time, not clear, but in hindsight, I think uh, we're better at our jobs for it. So during the pandemic, I think, you know, we deconstructed how we have to build courses so that we can continue to make them during during COVID. Um, during COVID, we weren't able to rent out sound studios and sound stages uh, for obvious reasons. And so we had to build those courses in some senses on Zoom. We've now since now it's been safer to get back into recording studios. And now we've re-recorded that those offerings, but it's forced us to think about what steps in the process are necessary and what, in which ones, in which ones aren't in terms of the site itself. You know, we've seen certain courses become more interesting. Uh, Our courses around egg freezing, the volume of interest is probably up five X year over year. And likewise, you know, we've had to communicate to our, you know, user base, some of the challenges that clinicians encounter when during COVID, how to stay open, whether to stay open, what measures to take to be safe. And so we've had to learn how to do that on a quicker timeline because the data and the perspectives changed. And likewise, it's opened us a corridor for us where now we talk on a regular basis with experts uh, and show that those interviews around the implications of COVID and pregnancy, COVID and fertility treatment, vaccine and pregnancy, vaccines and treatment. Um, and so in many ways, it's, uh, it's broadened us. With the evolution of the website over the years, have you found, because I noticed you have sections about, you know, health and well-being mentally, health and nutrition, things of this nature. Did you guys know that like coming right out of the gate or has that just been an evolution? Yeah, it's really been an evolution. We started the site just focused on assessments and that's all we did was try and gather high quality assessments. We got the feedback when people reading these assessments, like you've given me French literature, but not a French dictionary. I can't understand what, what people are referring to. So we originally started to build articles around specific subjects, you know, we came to realize that those articles were endearing, but not sufficient to really help people grappling with those subjects. And so we expanded from articles to, to really to, to courses. And that sort of, you know, that that unfurled different threads. We started out very focused on ICSI, PGTA, lab stuff. And then we sort of came to realize we need to do more around diet, lifestyle, more around mental health. And then, you know, in time, we've also come to realize this is more than we should be all family building. That includes adopt and foster. And then, of course, we've realized that, you know, it was very U.S. centric and that was a problem. And so we've also expanded so that we've got courses taught in English and in other languages in about 20 countries. And so, you know, I think in time we've realized that um, we're not in a pit, we're in a cocoon. When we feel like we've hit the outer edges, we haven't. There's a lot more to do. And so it's, it's really been an evolution for us. Well, we certainly appreciate all the work that you are doing Today, I've had the pleasure of speaking with Jake Anderson, who with his wife, Deborah, co-founded the website Fertility IQ. And you can access that website at fertilityiq, that's one word, dot com. Jake, thank you so much for being able to come speak with us today and to share your story. 
I can't tell you how honored I am to even be asked. So thank you. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. ASRM Today series podcasts are supported in part by the ASRM Corporate Member Council. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician.